Welcome to the Mental Space Podcast, a place where we turn theoretical knowledge into applied wisdom. We are five therapists from Romania, Russia, India, Poland, and Croatia, and we will be opening topics regarding mental health. Our mission is to promote mental health. In today's episode, we will talk about birth, early childhood, and motherhood. We will focus on different perspectives. One, how did our childhood affect who we are today? But not only in the terms of our identities, but also in our reaction patterns and belief system. We will talk about birth, the importance of birth, both for the baby and the mother. And we will also talk about birth and childhood from a perspective of the most important person, and that is the mother. We are going to break stigmas on what does it mean to be a good mother and focus on rather being a good enough mother. We will dive into uh, mom shaming, mom struggle, and the pressure that are often here on the new moms. I will proudly introduce my sister, who is an expert on this topic, as a preschool teacher, a doula, a mother of two, and also someone who has gone through a lot of personal therapy herself. But that's not all we have prepared for you today. If you stay until the end, we have a surprise guest for you. My name is Lana Kunstek, and I'm happy to be here with you. Hi, welcome to this episode. I am very happy to introduce you Sonia. Sonia Panther is here with us and she will be guiding us through this important conversation about uh, childhood development through her personal but also professional experience. Welcome Sonia. Hello everybody, very nice to be here and thank you Lana for inviting me. Yes, of course, thank you for uh, coming and I must say it's... uh, I'm a little nervous because uh, we never had a conversation like this on uh, on a radio show. We usually talk a lot about these things, but it's very informal. So this is uh, definitely getting out of my comfort zone. Yes, mine too. It should uh, be funny <laughs> because you're my sister. And yes, like you said, we are drinking coffee and uh, talking a lot of stuff every day, but... Now it's on a professional level, so yeah, we need to be professional and uh, it should be funny, yeah. It, uh, it's going to be great, I'm sure of it. So, um, Sonia, would you mind sharing with, uh, with everyone uh, what, uh, what made you interested in uh, early childhood development? Yes, of course. Um, I um, went on a preschool college. And uh, I uh, learned a lot about uh, a theory there. And also I spent some time in kindergartens and I was involved with children. Uh, But even before that, I started my own personal development Mm -hmm. and getting to know my own inner child and uh, uh, history around it. And I also have seen on the group workshops uh, other people getting to know their inner children. And uh, 
uh, in practical uh, situations I have seen uh, what the children need and how did they react to uh, certain things and what came uh, what was the impact uh, for a grown-up person that was uh, uh, founded in early childhood mm -hmm. so it was a mixture of theory and a lot of practice not only uh, in with uh, children but uh, with uh, grown grown-up uh, people that were uh, going through their own personal development yes and Sonia and I were together in um, in uh, group therapy so uh, we'd be going through a lot through our childhood and uh... yes and I really have to say that that is a uh, that was a great experience because we had the same parents but yeah. we had different uh, uh, rememberings of stuff and different uh, experiences and different uh, repairs I would yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was fascinating. Great, yeah, it yeah. was great to see how you uh, were going through your personal development, you know? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was really great. It was like yeah. you really perceived this situation like that. I had never... I, I yes, had no idea. We actually bonded even more. Yes, yes because I was like, oh, uh, my father is better with Lana and I had that issue. And then Lana said, oh, no, my relationship with him is different. And it was so deep and meaningful for me. Yes, it was like knowing uh, myself and you on total uh, another level, and of course our parents also. <laughs> you get yeah, to know absolutely. them on much deeper level, and you uh, uh, have gratitude for them more than you had before. Yes, absolutely, yeah. and uh, I mean I can definitely say what I have learned a lot about me as a child, and one of the one of the I would say like uh, gifts that I have received through my own personal therapy is definitely the fact that I know how to parent myself now. Yes, and that is a big thing. Yes, that is a great experience. That is the, actually uh, the most important thing that helped me in uh, my role of being a mother now. Because I have two children now. One is six, my son, and the daughter who is three years old. And uh, that is, I think, the best uh, tool that I had. Mm -hmm. Yes, my own personal experience in personal development. And... Uh, I would also say that uh, every time that uh, something triggered me in, my, uh, in a relationship with my own children, um, yes, my personal development or therapy at the time would really help me a lot. Because mm. I would, yes, it was like my child's behavior was triggering me. I became angry because someone did something, I don't know, throw something at the other child or something. Uh, uh, I would always uh, look in myself. What is it that triggers me? Why am I so angry? It was angry beyond the, not, I can't say normal, but uh, you know, why is it, why am I feeling this way? And I would always go inside and see, oh, maybe it has to, it, it has something to do with me, not only because of your behavior. Okay, so if I understand you correctly, so uh, in certain situations with your children, you were being triggered with your own uh, childhood. Yes, of course. Yes, yes. And uh, I think we all do that uh, instinctively and uh, that we parent genetically because uh, we have uh, those rem remembrances in our body and uh, we react to our children the same way the parents reacted to us until we became conscious of the, the, those parent, uh, patterns. And that is so important that you just said, because that is totally unconscious. So we can, I would definitely say we can read a lot of books about parenting, but at the end of the day, we react subconsciously. Yes, exactly. it is in, in feelings and uh, body reactions, because um, 
Yes, it, yes, it, it is important. The, the most, I, like I said, it, the most important tool was my self-development. Because even though I have read a lot, and even though I had my experience in personal development, my, it was really hard to have my own children. And mm -hmm. I've seen in that moment how uh, instinctive my uh, uh, reactions to them are. Mm -hmm. Mm. And but it was a, a nice polygon to become even more conscious of myself and to go even deeper, and to develop that relationship with them even mm. even more meaningful. I really wanted it. I was very happy when I became pregnant. It was something that I really wanted for a long time, and um, I was really onto it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, I, it, yeah. I, I just uh, I have passion for that. For, not for being a mother only, but for the children and early development. I know, and I've been looking uh, looking at you for years, uh, your personal journey, but also your professional journey, which I would say, if you if you would allow, that is uh, in a way correlated. Yes, it is, and it's uh, great in one way, and it's hard in the other way, <laughs> because you cannot, uh, yes, you don't have, uh, you cannot get away, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, it's great. But uh, so you are also a preschool teacher and doula. Yes, I am. <laughs> so would you would you maybe share for our audience who don't know what actually is a doula? Yes, uh, doula is a person that uh, helps uh, a pregnant mother uh, with her pregnancy and birthing experience and postpartum. Mm -hmm. uh, doula is someone who is there for her emotional states. Who is helping her in a birthing experience cope uh, with the pain? Uh, who can uh, help her physically to massage her uh, or whatever she needs, bring her water or something to eat? Uh, she also can give uh, useful uh, informations. And uh, yes, it's. I think it's nice to have someone that uh, can be in present with you in those moments because there. Are, those are very big moments in life mm -hmm. for parents, especially mothers and, of course, the fathers, but uh, I mean physically the mothers. So, yeah, uh, it's a great role to be a doula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and important one, I would say. Yeah. And um, so I would uh, also like to ask you, so doula is basically a support system for a woman during birth pregnancy, birth and postpartum. So you, I know you know a lot about these things, uh, the importance of birth for a mother, but only for a child, but also for a child. Yes. Yes, well, uh, early development of a child starts uh, early as uh, pregnancy, even before, because uh, you can actually connect with your child on a soul level. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, pregnancy is the time for a woman to connect with her body as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it is a nice time to go deeper and see, uh, to to feel yourself more. Mm. Um, it's and the like the ultimate embodiment. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, when a child is born, uh, the child wants to feel uh, safe, uh, secure, seen, uh, loved, nourished. And the uh, mother wants to feel that way too when uh, she has a, ch a child. But the mother also, want also wants to feel empowered in birthing process. Wants to feel she has control over it and uh, feel uh, 
good about herself. Mm. And sometimes a woman uh, can be totally alone in those experiences that feel like that. Uh, someone, sometimes she needs help uh, physically or emotionally. Sometimes she needs a whole village during the, that process. Yeah, every woman is different, every child is different. And actually, as you said, it's very individual for every woman to really follow her own need. Uh, yes, first, we, uh, first a woman have to see what is her need, actually. Mm -hmm. Not what is the need of others that she thinks that uh, it is her need. She really needs to see what does she really want. And then to seek uh, from the outside, from the caregiver mm -hmm. or from the, or does she want to be in a hospital or home environment? Who does she want to be in her birth uh, involved? Yeah, I think uh, what we as doulas or some uh, health professionals can do is to uh, help women feel empowered by themselves bef before and uh, even after whatever happens in that experience, uh, you can always uh, um, get uh, the way to cope with it and to feel good about your, yourself after it. If there's someone who can be present with you, who can hear your story, who can say, bravo, you did a great job. Yeah, if, if it's really hard, you can go to a therapy and you can also process that. Would you, would you also say that maybe in some situations, women who are giving birth are also feeling triggers of their own birth? Yes, of the course. The way they were birthed, yeah. Yes, of course, like I said, it, it is very genetical and it is very instinctively and uh, we do what our mothers did, it's so ingrained. Mm. Yeah, but like I said, it doesn't need to be, we can become conscious of it. Mm. Yes, we can choose to do it differently. And uh, if I could just add, when we're conscious about something, it sort of loses its power over us. Yes, if we, and of course, if we breathe through it, if we accept it as it is, it, uh, we can see it in another way. Mm. It's like a facet of diamond. We only see one facet, but diamond is big and has a lot of facets. And you can choose to see different facets of the diamond. Mm. Yeah, in my own personal experience, whatever developmental trauma did I have uh, after breathing, being in that moment, I suddenly started to feel differently about that situation. Then mm -hmm. I started to see it differently. Then it started. It helped me to become uh, to react different uh, now when I'm grown up in situations that triggered me before. So, mm -hmm. and. Um, so what would you say about uh, early childhood and... Uh, uh... Yeah. So like I said, a child wants to be loved, nourished. And uh, when uh, the child uh, comes into this world, uh, it's dependent on the others. Mm -hmm. on first the mothers, of course, uh, the father, the other caregivers. It's dependent on it. It cannot survive alone. Mm. So it, it needs someone to be fed, nourished, seen to be involved in it, to be present, present with it. Mm -hmm. Because um, a child wants to be uh, felt through uh, that caregiver that is with him. It is a symbiosis. Mm -hmm. It is a symbiosis for the mother and the child. It mm -hmm. is there, although the child is not in the womb anymore, but it is like an energetical 
place when they where they are one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if in that phase a uh, de- developmental trauma happens, uh, the person when is that is grown up wants to repair it. Mm-hmm. And is seeking it from the outside. Could you maybe share a certain example? Yes, of course. Yes, a small child is dependent on the outside care and uh, that care has a great impact on it. Mm-hmm. And it can be seen in the later years and uh, when a person is grown up. Mm-hmm. Because his own picture of himself uh, is grounded in that period of life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the way we perceive yeah, if, ourselves... In the adulthood, is very correlated yes. the way if we were treated. If our needs weren't met in that period, uh, it is hard for uh, us to uh, met that needs ourselves. We are want we want them from the outside, always, and we always feel something is missing, mm-hmm. and we are seeking it, but we cannot give that to ourselves. Yes, yeah, so that is a symbiosis uh, period. Mm-hmm. And little by little, uh, a child uh, wants to be independent, like first with crawling, then walking, and then uh, with their own thinking. And it happens little by little. A theory says around third year, but uh, I would say little by little, because when a child starts walking, it feels, wow, great, I can do this, I'm, I can do it myself, but always looks at the mother on one hand or caregiver, and wants to feel secure and wants to feel safe. Oh, but she's there. She's looking at me. I can come back to her. That is very important because I think that lasts yeah, nearly to uh, teenage years even. Because a, a child always wants to feel protected and secure of its parents. Although he's always seeking the independence in their exploration when they're, more, when they're bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Could you give us an example of uh, that? Yes, like I said, when it starts walking, but uh, also uh, when a child, even in puberty, when a child uh, wants to go out and uh, go Mm -hmm. to a party and maybe drink something, but it still needs their parents. When it comes home, it wants to be protected. It's great if uh, they have a great relationship when uh, a teenager can talk to his parents and say about... uh, Mm. And if I also yeah. hear you correctly, like if uh, when children are being rebellious towards their parents, that actually a normal developmental phase. Yes, of course. Yes, that is a seeking of their independence. They want. Mm-hmm. They want. It's a normal phase of growing up. Yes, it's not that somebody's being naughty or not. Oh no, no. Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, and it's a, yeah, it's a great job for a parent to see that. <laughs> what would your advice be? for parents who are having difficulties in that phase? In, uh, yes. when, a, when a child is seeking for independence? Yes, well, there is a, probably a problem in uh, parents' independence. Mm-hmm. They probably had some issue of their own in that period. Mm-hmm. So it is a great tool to look within. Mm-hmm. And to, to explore, to explore their own unresolved. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is always the greatest tool. Okay, and then uh, what would be the next phase? No, I would say uh, I won't go through theory phases because there are a lot of uh, different uh, theorists, um, mental development, emotional development. I, I of course, uh, 
love uh, the core evolution uh, reaction patterns yeah. theory yes but i won't go into that because uh, for me uh, it is symbiosis and independence mm -hmm. and it lasts the whole uh, time when the parent is uh, responsible for the child for the for the child mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of things happen in between of course mm -hmm. so it's basically just changing and uh, evolving yes through. a child wants to be free yeah, but it's still uh, uh, too uh, small and wants to feel protected by his parents. Mm -hmm. yes. What would you say, why is important for parents to know and understand these phases and their ever-changing? It's good to know it in theory. It's good to uh, think about that stuff. But the most important thing is to feel yourself first mm -hmm. to feel whatever happens with a child to feel why is it uh, triggering you what does it mean for you for like for me it was like uh, my son uh, uh, he, he, he's six year old, years old and he is so not interested in letters and reading and writing and for me it's like my god he's six he would really it would be the time that he <laughs> goes in that direction but every time i wanted to inflict it on him somehow uh, i always uh, saw that of course it doesn't have effect and the other uh, thing is that uh, i wanted to have a control mm -hmm. i wanted to have a control and then I, I was like okay i need to find something where i can have control of myself yeah. not do it directly on him yeah so and then then it, it is the question why do i want to have a control am i afraid of something Mm -hmm. within me mm -hmm. yes it always goes back inside mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. always and it, it is a perpetual story i would say <laughs> <laughs> yes so um although you already answered it i'm still gonna ask you what would your advice be for parents my advice uh, would be uh, feel yourself Mm. How do you feel about that situation? Mm. Not think about it, but feel. What do you feel when that happens? Mm. Where does it take you? Mm. Yes, but of course, if there is a when there are big problems in the family, you can always seek, seek help from the outside. There are mm. great ther therapists like you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And others. Yes. Because whatever you read and think about, it is great, but it's not embodied and grounded and uh, it doesn't become practical. It can, but only if it takes you in the way of feeling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important because a real change, a real shift that, occurs only when we are aware of it when we're on a body level. Of yeah. Yes, and then the knowingness comes. I want to ask you something a bit differently because you're also uh, an expat in Denmark. So yes. what is that experience like? Because uh, you came here with two children, which is pretty bold, I have to say. Yes. I admire you so much with that. I mean, for me, it was difficult and challenging to just uh, carry myself here. So also like the language barrier, the institutions, what is that experience like for you? Yes, well, uh, I uh, was in a space before I came here where uh, 
uh, I actually had everything I wanted mm-hmm. <laughs> in uh, Zagreb, in Croatia, where we live. Mm-hmm. I had a great family. Uh, I uh, had a great house with a garden. Everything was great. But I missed something. I wanted to explore more. I wanted to see more. I wanted to uh, be immersed in other con- cultures. So I actually was in a phase where I didn't care where I go. I just wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, uh, there were people that said, oh, yeah, but why do you bring children into that? Yes, I bring them because I think if I feel good, my children will also feel good. I think that it, I think it, it, it is important that parents feel good about themselves. And my husband felt the same way. He really wanted to try uh, um, in his IT field works in other, con- other countries. Yes, so we were both into it a lot. And yes, we like trips, road trips, uh, exploration. So we are con- that kind of people. Mm. Yes, and it, uh, it was great. Uh, kids really... Um, Loved it. It was exploration for them too, because Copenhagen is a very child-friendly town and it was... It's definitely one of the best cities for children. No, it has so many parks, so many uh, stuff to do, uh, explore, aquarium, zoo. It's great. It was great for us. But but uh, also, it is great when we come back in Croatia, because of the language and they like to feel... uh, heard because yeah. they don't know the language here yeah. although they are learning english mm-hmm. very much and i think it's good that they see other cultures other races other languages i think that it really uh they become more empathical yeah and they they yes. it, it i think it's good for a child to see the world but in a way that it feels safe and my children feel safe i can really say that because i'm with them all the time if I uh, if I may, I also noticed that uh, they learn a lot also about the travel, about how... Yes, children learn when they feel safe, safe to explore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then they want to explore, but they need to feel safe. And also not pushed. <laughs> yes, that they need to be in their boundaries and then they can learn, be in the flow of learning and experimenting and... I mean, I know, uh, for example, with myself, that if I'm being pushed to do something, I'm not going to be in my creative uh, mode. And uh, if I really like feel into where yes. I feel safe, I can then be creative and yes. do in the focus on a lot of projects. And... Yes, sometimes someone can uh, trigger you. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, not push you, but sometimes some, someone, someone can be an inspiration for you. But if you're pushed beyond your boundaries... Mm-hmm. You don't feel good about it. Yes. And you will have a resemblance for it. Yes, absolutely. And it's always uh, good to get out of our comfort zone and uh, learn, but uh, respect our own boundaries. Yes. Because there's a difference. I choose to get out of my comfort zone based... Uh, yes, but because when children choose to learn something, they will really learn it. If mm-hmm. it is inflicted on them... They will forget it the moment they don't need it. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And I bet a lot of parents can uh, agree with us on that yeah. one. Okay, well, thank you so much, Sonia. Do you feel that maybe there is something that you uh, are eager to share that we haven't touched upon in this interview? Wow, <laughs> it came to an end. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, have to. <laughs> It was uh, yeah, it was great uh, to do this with you. Wow, it's it's great to do so much stuff with your sister. <laughs> yeah, I didn't try this one. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no. Um, yes, I think I, I said everything I wanted to say and uh, to answer all your beautiful questions you asked. Thank you for uh, uh, being the interviewer. <laughs> and thank you for your clarity and wisdom. And uh, yes, uh, Sonia is uh, Sonia lives in Copenhagen. She's a doula, so we're going to link you all of her informations if in case you want to reach out to her. Thank you, Sonia, yeah, once thank again. You. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much, Sonia, for your clarity. Thank you for explaining the important work doulas do, but also for explaining why personal development is always the secret ingredient for parenting. Even though we talk a lot, I always feel like I'm learning from you. Let's just take one deep breath and focus on what's coming next. Because now I will introduce one of my closest friends who has recently given birth here in Denmark and she will share her experience. Prepare for honest, raw and deep sharing from a new mom. Welcome, Eva. Welcome to this episode. And thank you so much for joining us and our wonderful audience to talk about your experience. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you if you guys know that, but actually Eva is my friend from Croatia and uh, she's actually the main reason why I came to Denmark. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, uh, I visited her when she was already living here and I was like, wow, I also want this for myself. So thank you. <laughs> ah, hello, Lana. Thank you for having me and thank you for this introduction. This means a lot when you say it like that. So thank you. Well, I'm very happy that you're here, definitely. It, uh, you've enriched my experience here in uh, Denmark. It was beyond my wildest dreams that you will come uh, and, uh, after me. I mean, it definitely tends, uh, gets to be lonely in uh, especially in for Scandinavia sure. yeah winter it can be rough yeah it uh, it's a long winter for sure and uh would you mind telling our, our audience a little short uh, story about yourself uh well um i'm uh, my name is eva and uh, i come from croatia like uh, lana and um Currently, I'm uh, 33 years old and we've moved, my boyfriend Marco and I moved uh, here to Denmark three years ago. Actually, in two months, it will be already three years. I still can't believe it. Yeah. And uh, well, we've decided to come to Denmark because we wanted to get out of our comfort zones. So we finished mm. university. I uh, I was uh, I finished uh, as a social worker and uh, I worked in uh, many different places mostly with the children so in an elementary school and in a correctional institution and uh, yeah all the other uh, in, in different parts of Croatia and uh, then I don't know we didn't feel it like that was that was everything that we wanted we wanted something different and I've always wanted to live abroad And uh, we, Alana and I have been living together in uh, Spain for six months and I loved that. Mm. And I thought, that's, I don't want that to stop. So I just wanted to leave. And uh, 
I finally got Marco on board and he chose uh, Denmark because uh, we know that uh, the happiest people in the world uh, live here. So that was the only thing that uh, we knew about Denmark and that's how we decided. And uh, now after seven months, uh, you you're a proud mother of a baby boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, uh, we decided uh, last year that we're gonna have a baby. It's also something that we didn't think about in uh, Croatia. And here in Denmark, uh, I think it's, uh, it was more natural. We were kind of, kind of went in that direction because I think it's, uh, it's the country that it's more open for our families. Mm. And, uh, uh, yeah, so we decided, uh, on having a baby and, uh, now Zen is, uh, seven months old mm. and uh, we've been yeah we've we went through labor and everything here in Denmark I would say it's definitely in courageous pregnancy. that you decided to give birth into foreign country where there is obviously a language barrier no uh, grandmothers you know but so so definitely something courageous but uh, also you you wanted to mention uh that it's easier in Denmark. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I feel like it's uh, easier, easy, I mean, I don't have an experience in Croatia uh, because my first child, but I do think that all of all the people that uh, I've, uh, I was in contact with while I was pregnant and uh, in labor and after uh, with nurse, they're all uh, very good in a uh, very good English speakers as everybody in Denmark is and uh, I've never felt uh, judged or that I I didn't get enough information or something like that just because I was a uh, expert uh, I felt that uh, I could ask any question they gave me all the answers uh, and uh, also I think it was uh, very well uh, pregnancy was very well led and they have uh, less exams than uh, in, uh, than we do in Croatia mm -hmm. but I was okay with that because my pregnancy was uh, okay so that was good and so I, I I would definitely say it's important thing for any pregnant pregnant woman to know to feel that she can rely on uh, do doctor midwife and uh, institutions yeah for sure that was a uh, that was a great aspect. That's that's why I decided to have a baby here, because uh, I think I uh, I definitely trust uh, the Danish uh, healthcare mm. system and uh, and the hospitals and everything. Because I was a little bit uh, uh, frightened, not frightened, but uh, un un not trustworthy in <laughs> in Croatia in all of these. Situations. I mean, I understand that uh, there have been some affairs. But we're not going to go into that. And speaking of trust, I uh, I don't know if you would agree with me, but uh, the ultimate trust is at the end of the day in you and your body and your baby. So what would you say, how is your life different? I mean, I know it's an obvious question, but what is your experience like after becoming a mother? Oh, uh, hi, yeah, I should mention that I was, I gave birth during the coronavirus, so we didn't have oh. any, oh, yeah. so we didn't have any prenatal classes in English, not even online. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, uh, if, if that was true or not, but I asked and they said, my, my uh, doctor said that there aren't any, like zero in English. And, uh, so I did that online, uh, from my country. Mm-hmm. 
because it was corona so i could do it mm-hmm. that was a good thing uh but uh, and they did prepare me in some way for uh with information for giving birth and the postpartum uh, experience but it was the whole different thing going uh, through it uh, i was totally unprepared uh, it definitely took me by surprise uh, the postpartum period because uh, i don't know i don't know if anything can prepare you for that moment when you become a mother it's mm-hmm. just shift uh, in 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 my body in my hormones and uh, it's different life than it was before mm. and it took me a couple of months to get used to it because uh, like you said we didn't have any grandmas or anything or anybody so we were learning uh, while doing mm. and uh, pregnant uh, and my birth didn't go as uh, as i uh, wanted it to go so it started uh, so i was feeling a lot of guilt because mm. of everything that happened and then afterwards i had trouble breastfeeding mm. so it was very painful and uh, you kind of the more i uh, researched in online it was um, more known to me that uh, you are not a good mother if you're not breastfeeding so that was kind of the message and awesome. i couldn't mm-hmm. i couldn't it was really mm-hmm. uh painful so i was uh thinking uh thinking a lot about myself that i failed in the beginning so mm-hmm. the only thing i had to do was breastfeed and i couldn't even do that so what kind of mother am i but i continued breastfeeding i'm still breastfeeding but it was it was really yeah it was really painful in the beginning so i think uh i think there should definitely be more information and uh more support for women who can't breastfeed because it's i i think there's there's also you go through grief and all the process uh, mourning process mm-hmm. when you know that it's your last breastfeed or that you cannot do mm-hmm. it because it's 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 one connection you two have with your child and then it stops and it's really painful to to go through that so mm-hmm. i think it's that uh, that should be more support uh, for women if they can breastfeed for sure definitely thank you so much eva for for sharing your voice for uh, everyone out there who is maybe going through the same thing and uh, unfortunately there's a lot of uh, stigma around motherhood and a lot of mom shaming because yeah, for sure So I mean I remember uh, the first time one of my friends had a baby she said you know what the first what you need to do just focus on keeping the baby alive Oh yes yeah yeah oh yeah I I I gave birth and I remember the the first time I was in the first night I was in the hospital I I laid there with him and in in Denmark they told me uh he should be in bed with you they don't do that in Croatia so i was lying there with him in my arms didn't know where to put him or how to put him next to me so i just uh, kept him in my arms all night i didn't even uh, close my eyes because i was like what what if he stops mm. breathing what mm. happened like i didn't i wasn't prepared for this i don't know how to how can you ever be prepared yes. for this it's uh, i mean it's a huge uh, pressure and uh, yeah. And definitely I think it's so important what you said what a mother needs is support. 
So how did you manage to receive support? Well, uh, I had, I was lucky uh, to have uh, Sonia, your sister here. Mm -hmm. And she's a doula. So yeah. she was uh, there for, she, because of coronavirus, she couldn't uh, come uh, with me. She, mm -hmm. she, it was planned that she comes uh, on uh, on birth, on la uh, birth mm -hmm. uh, labor with me. But she wasn't. She couldn't because of coronavirus. So she came after. I came from hospitals, so she helped me to to start uh, to start everything to to show me how to hold him and uh, change him. And wow. uh, she gave me. Uh, she was nurturing to me as a mother because mm. uh, definitely it's everything is about baby. And uh, she helped me to kind of uh, pass that bridge into motherhood. And it was uh, nice uh, that she gave me, she baked some cookies for me and stuff like that. And we talked and uh, I felt really support. I felt support from an, one mother to another. Mm. So I think that's very important. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, it's... Uh, yeah, also in in Denmark you have this Facebook groups uh, where mothers uh, connect uh, with new mothers connect to each other, and because of Corona that also didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, but usually yeah here in Denmark you have that kind of support as well where mothers uh, find each other and uh, are and uh, meet meet up. So that's really mm. that's nice here also. Beautiful. I, so great. If, I mean, if I understand correctly, you were able in the end to receive the support and you've gone through this whole process of mourning and understanding that uh, you are okay as you are. Yeah, it was it was definitely a process. So mm -hmm. and I'm I feel like I'm still in that process. Mm. It, it didn't stop. It didn't end. That's also what she she told me, Sonia. She said, uh, "Welcome to the motherhood, and this is just the beginning. You worry <laughs> for the rest yeah. of your her life. This never stops." <laughs> But uh, I'm uh, I'm also uh, I was also in a, a body oriented uh, psychotherapy. Mm. So I went uh, in in those therapies. I went through my my birth and uh, mm. my early years and. Uh, my early childhood so um, i every time my issues would arrive with uh, with zen then i would know how to mm. how to handle myself uh, okay. how to manage uh, with those feelings not to transfer uh, i definitely did transfer something on him but uh, i uh, I know how to stop and uh, think and uh, take deep breaths uh, in the situations mm. where I'm overwhelmed, because I think that's that's important. I learned that 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 was very important to me to uh, handle my issues in early childhood, uh, and because they rise up mm. when when mm. he's in uh, when he's in those stages, those all of that is just shows up uh, in, <laughs> into your face uh, again, so. Uh, That. So if I understand you correctly, you would say that uh, your baby and uh, and uh, their needs and uh, their trigger some of the some of the parts of you, your yeah. own, yeah, yes, for sure. So definitely, um, 
great tool you had also a support mechanism to to you already have gone through a lot of therapy with yourself so then you already knew how to be there for yourself yes yes that that helped uh, a lot a lot uh, a lot i don't know i don't know what would happen without uh, those therapies uh, the group therapies that we were <laughs> in croatia and uh, also i think it's i think it's important that uh, that we as mothers always take uh, i mean this was my experience mm-hmm. at least uh, that we, we take uh, some time away from ch- from babies for mm. ourselves <laughs> which is hard to do i know but uh, and there's a lot of judgment about that as well as with mom shaming but that's wow that's such important even for just half an hour to go somewhere Uh, to go somewhere and take care of yourself and then recharge and come back it, mm. it, I feel like I'm better mother when I do that yes and uh, it actually totally makes sense because uh, how can you give if you're empty yeah exactly yes true but you're also uh, Eva uh, have a lot of experience in working with children as a social worker do, would you say that maybe some of the theoretical knowledge that you have helped you in when you were when you became a mother or were you completely blank uh i was working mostly with teenagers to be honest mm-hmm. that was my uh, that was my actually preferred uh, group uh, to so work so then with. we have to wait for this interview for another uh, 13 years oh, yeah <laughs> but we'll see how it goes with my child and uh, so i was i would say i was totally blank that was the thing i was the most blank about i didn't know on one to what to focus and what to hold on to mm-hmm. in such a young age because mm-hmm. i was never near a child who's this small mm-hmm. and uh, i needed something to uh, to focus uh, all my time when i was with him what to do how do i know if it's good for his development or not and that's how i found out about stages of development mm-hmm. and also Montessori method but that's an, an I guess mm-hmm. another podcast but uh, I knew that now I was looking uh, that uh, uh, for I was focusing on uh, his uh, his brain development mm-hmm. and his uh, there's something that uh, I I heard that Maria Montessori somebody said that Maria Montessori said that uh, if you want to uh, grow baby's brain you should feed the hand Really? Yeah, so it was like <laughs> that he has to develop all these oh, breasts yeah. Okay. Yeah, with uh, uh, fine motor skills, mm-hmm. uh, gross motor skills, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also emotion, uh, emotional growth. That, 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 those were the three things that were important. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those things actually was uh, uh, taught to me uh, from my nurse. She was telling me how, what to do with him when he was, uh, mm-hmm. when he was awake. And... Uh, I was so then I started focusing on making connection and attachment uh, with him to be there for him to uh, see what his cues are when he's crying and to respond to them uh, uh, to respond to them accordingly mm-hmm. and uh, I'm still learning that actually I'm not still sure uh, what what he wants in some uh, situations but that is that was my my main uh, focus mm-hmm. definitely and uh, also not to uh, blame myself or uh, 
feel like I've accomplished something if he does or doesn't uh, uh, develop in the way I want him to develop, you know, like not to... Oh, yeah, I think that is uh, actually so important. And a lot of parents do it completely subconsciously, I would say, that we transfer our own need for acknowledgement through our children. Yeah, exactly. I, I try not to do that and try not to force him to do things that he's not ready to do. For example, sit him up if he's not ready to sit. I, and uh, that takes a, a lot of uh, effort on my side, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot honest. of patience. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, I try to observe him and see and trust him that uh, his body will uh, know and eventually do all those things that he's meant to do in the uh, respect uh, the estimated time period that he will eventually sit or crawl or stand up and start mm. talking and not to freak out and put the pressure on him mm. what would you even say uh, for all of the mothers out there who are maybe experiencing the same thing going through identity shifts uh, what would you what would your advice be for them uh well, definitely the most challenging uh, period period of my uh, life, but it's uh, also the the best. It's uh, it's it's so rewarding uh, to finally not finally, but to see him uh, develop and uh, to see to able to see uh, per one person grow and uh, come to life and. I, I love it uh, wow. how he every day he finds these little things uh, very exciting mm. and to see it and to see it through his eyes it's uh, it's amazing uh, for example to see um, how he looks at uh, cooking or how he looks at uh, uh, trees or uh, even uh, uh, dogs and uh, these are the moments when uh, I pause and uh, to stop to, to look at him, how he uh, uh, admires all these things. And it's a definitely a reward I, I get for, for everything. And I feel like uh, I'm, I'm uh, that is actually privileged to, to be a mother and to, wow. and to, be able to witness somebody going through all these uh, stages so it's it's definitely reward in in itself and uh, it made me feel more uh, calm and more uh, i feel like i have a new purpose uh, in my life at least for now i, I uh, will see <laughs> later but for now it's uh, i feel like it's my whole identity sometimes when i'm without him and somebody speaking to me, I cannot believe that uh, he's not there. It's like it's like I'm missing a arm or something. I cannot believe that somebody's talking to me and it's not about him, because I'm just uh, in awe and with him and uh, with all all things that motherhood uh, brought. So I think I think all all other moms uh, know <laughs> what I'm talking about, especially in this. Uh, zero to first year when it's um, it's just an amazing to see them grow and grow so fast because you can see changes uh, weekly if if not daily and uh, for me it was a uh, challenging yeah the postpartum period uh, um 
I would just, I would like to say to all the mothers to hang in there, it will pass <laughs> for sure. And uh, now it's, uh, now it's more, uh, it's just reward to see him uh, now, what he turn, turned up to be. And uh, he's now uh, smiling and you, you get the, all these little feedbacks when he's smiling at you and wants your attention. And uh, he's, uh, uh, when you come into the room, he's, uh, uh, eyes just uh, light up yeah. and that's uh, that's something uh, pretty amazing so it's uh, if uh, I, I would just say that uh, I, I see all the mothers all the new mothers and the, what they're going through and uh, I hope that uh, I hope that uh, they will uh, that that they will find this support in with other mothers and uh, within themselves but for sure, for me, number one is to uh, to work on all the emotions uh, by by yourself. I mean, you have to work through your childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the first thing I think mm-hmm. before you become a parent, before and even during. Mm-hmm. But to know that it's yours, not to transfer it to your child. Mm-hmm. To have that clear distinction: yeah. what yeah. is uh, your personal trauma, yeah. and uh, where does it stem from? And uh, so important what you said, actually, if I may just repeat the mental health of a mother and ask and reach for support and for everyone to know that uh, being a mother, it's a, it's a, as you said, lifelong journey. And uh, all of these little things that you shared that were so beautiful, we tend to take for granted. Yeah. And life is uh, miraculous. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and in, yeah, in the... The thing that struck me the most at the beginning was uh, how uh, that it was twenty four seven job. I mean, he's just always uh, he w- wants you all the time, and uh, it's you never get a break, especially in the beginning. So it was really uh, draining for me, at least. But it gets better and it gets easier. <laughs> So hang in there, mothers, <laughs> and yeah, definitely reach for support. It's it's important to have a community and to have, or or at least just a couple of people that you can talk to. Yeah, thank you for sharing your voice. And if I could just add, it's totally normal because every change is big changes in our lives. Also, tend to bring in some type of crisis which is important also to address. So thank you so much for sharing your story, your wisdom and your knowledge. And it was <laughs> so valuable. Thank you so much, for Eva, for, uh, for being here with us and uh, bringing in uh, Zen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. It was really a pleasure to talk to you as always yeah. <laughs> because we talk all the time. And yeah, we, was, uh, yeah. That's why I was I really wanted you to bring you into this show because I really know that uh, your voice is very powerful and somebody who is maybe listening to us can can relate and can find uh, value in it. So thank you thank once you. again. Thank you so much. Wow. Just wow. Thank you, Eva, for being so open with us and sharing your personal experience. You really touched me deeply. I would really like to honor all moms out there for the dedication, blood, sweat, and tears. 
It is the most important work one could ever do. And your mental health is important. You are important. Don't hold back if you need support. I would also like to honor babies for being courageous enough to join us in this crazy place called Earth. And with that, we will finish today's episode. If you found value in this, tag us on your stores. It would mean the world for us. Drop us a DM, ask us questions, give us feedbacks. Suggest a topic you are struggling with or something that you just wish to know more about. At the end of the day, we are here for you. Thank you for tuning in and I wish you a wonderful evening. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.